0: Welcome to the WRSU crew,
1: the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe, coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Good evening and welcome to the crew on this Monday evening. Moshe Golubchik, Dennis Geisler, and we've got Jack Basaya on the Zoom as well. Welcome to this crew. We've got a lot to talk about. Busy weekend for Rutgers athletics, particularly both the men's and women's lacrosse teams losing in the Big Ten their respective Big Ten championships. We'll break that down for you. And at about six thirty, we're going to talk to Jessica Beneducci, the junior defender from the Rutgers women's lacrosse team.
2: Yeah, and despite the disappointing ending to both team seasons, they did both qualify to the NCAA tournament as at larges. Rutgers uh, men's lacrosse as the 6th overall seed. They'll be playing on Sunday at 5 p.m. at Yersac. Uh, and the women's C- uh, the women's team as uh, unofficially the ninth seed uh, will be playing in St. Joe's on uh, Friday at 2.30, followed by a potential rematch of the game they got eliminated in last year, Stony Brook, uh, the 8th seed, on Sunday at noon, but uh it'll be an exciting week for these teams. Uh obviously disappointing to lose in the Big Ten tournament, but once you get to the NCAA tournament, everything is forgotten if they can make a good run there.
1: Absolutely. And uh we're just they'll just have to hope that they can overcome these tough losses is both at the hands of the University of Maryland this weekend, uh the second half of the women's game yesterday was not pretty for Rutgers as they went down on it, as Maryland went on a twelve to two scoring run. I believe it was in the second half. That is
2: absolutely yeah, true.
0: If, if you're looking for, uh, I know big the Big Ten is really trying to push this Rutgers versus Maryland rivalry, and uh, I am. You know this is this is the perfect weekend yeah. to do that, right? <laughs> um, oh yeah. They they played in the <clears throat> biggest games of the season so far in lacrosse and. You can argue with the biggest games of the season in baseball as well, because both those teams are atop of the Big Ten standings in baseball, and we'll get to baseball, I'm sure, later in the show. We will but, definitely you know, big Rutgers vs. Maryland weekend, and unfortunately it looks like that the Terps were uh, pretty successful this weekend, yeah. especially in, lacrosse, in, the, in the lacrosse aspect.
1: Yeah, well, of the five games that were played this weekend between Rutgers and Maryland, unfortunately the Terps did take four out of five. It happens. Yeah, Yeah. I'll do it. Oh well, the one the one game we won, the one baseball game we won yesterday, we did win rather decisively, as uh, Dennis and Giddy so elegantly called that one.
2: Yeah, I I, I'm just saying that I was on the only win, and it was a regular season game. (laughs) Yeah, that is. We all we all know my skill set. The regular season wins.
1: That is very true.
0: Yeah, and even even all that. I mean, looking at looking at baseball, they still are ahead of the big, still ahead of Maryland in the Big Ten standings. I think it's sixteen and four according to the Big Ten website. Did that update at all after today?
2: Or am I missed, uh, or Rod am right? is sixteen there? and five now.
0: Okay, I guess the Big Ten standings didn't yeah. update. So the, um, the
2: easy way to tell is that it should be the added together. It should be a multiple of three because they only play Big Ten teams and game series right right right
0: Mm. yeah and it also says that they won one when they lost it so but uh yeah i mean coming towards the end of these spring sports and uh you know as as you guys said just before i mean with lacrosse big 10 big 10 tournament i mean stinks to lose that but it's it's the ncaa tournament now if you can put together a run in the ncaa tournament all will be forgotten in the big 10 tournament so yeah i mean we can start by uh
2: no, sorry, finish your point.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. It's good. It's uh, looking forward to see what they do and then see the LA They're both very talented teams.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, and we can start, I guess, by looking into the men's lacrosse team. They will be. Uh, they will be facing against Harvard. Uh, in the first round that'll be at Yersac not SHI stadium because there will be a commencement happening earlier that day uh, uh Yersac I, I Sunday 5 that. p.m. <laughs> um which is the first time that they have been uh I, I think that a lacrosse game has been played at Yersac cuz Yersac has had uh, lacrosse games in the past but that'll be the first lacrosse game at Yersac since I believe 2013 um I
0: think that's what I remember seeing as well Dennis yeah
2: and regardless of that uh their first round matchup harvard is a bit of an interesting one harvard is i have to actually check the notes here they are definitely one of the weaker teams to make the tournament in general um per rpi they're 15th which i believe is lowest of any team given that large bid uh the ivy league is very deep this year but uh They did not even qualify for the Ivy League Conference Tournament, although they did have a couple of big wins down the stretch, including a win uh, against Princeton. Uh, They got a win against uh, Boston uh, much earlier in the season. They had a win against Brown. Uh, So this team, not a terrible team, definitely can hold their own with some of the best teams in the nation, but at the same time is... uh, potentially uh, one of the weaker teams Rutgers could be facing in this very first round of the tournament.
1: But seems like not necessarily a team that we should be underestimating by any stretch.
2: And that's for sure. Like, And that's part of the thing as well is that in men's lacrosse, it is such a small, uh, what's it called? Like, it, It's such a small, uh, where am I trying to go with this? I have no tournament, idea. Tournament. It's a small tournament. There uh, are only, uh, I believe, 18 teams in the tournament as a whole. Uh, for all intents and purposes, removing the at-larges and the play-in games, that'll get probably pretty quickly knocked out by Maryland and Georgetown. It's realistically a 16-game tournament. And, like, I mean, take it from any basketball person. A team that makes it to the Sweet 16 can make it to the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, and there are plenty of teams in this field that can do it, especially any team that's good enough to be handed an at-large bid. Um, Dennis,
0: um, yes. I saw that you were talking about the men's lacrosse draw on Twitter. Do you think the six seed is right? Because, you know, I hear all the time that the Big Ten is really kind of the center of of men's lacrosse in the NCAA. So,
2: yeah, and frankly... First... Go ahead. Frankly, I think the sixth seed is reasonably appropriate. The RPI has Rutgers as the fifth seed. Uh, the only team that ended up getting popped above Rutgers is Yale. Um, that, that was not above them in the RPI, and the uh, selection committee does uh, heavily favor the RPI in terms of their selection criteria. I mean, you look at it and you say, okay, some of the teams above Rutgers are Maryland and Princeton, the two teams they lost to in the season. Uh, As I mentioned before, the Ivy League is very dense this season. This is going to be a huge year for the Ivy League, potentially. Um, Just looking at the seeded teams, they have... I have to count this now. One, two, three, four, five. Five of the seeded teams, which there are only eight of them. So that is a lot of seeded teams that the Ivy League has. And then they have one more team in the tournament in Harvard. So... I don't think it's unfair that Rutgers was put down at 6th, but at the same time, I think given that Rutgers... Because frankly, this is not a horrible draw for the Scarlet Knights. You start against Harvard, honestly, as far as things go, Harvard has been exposed a number of times. There is a blueprint on how to beat them. They are definitely a strong team, but anyone you face is going to be a strong team, and frankly, it's probably better to face against Harvard than to face against some auto-bid that hasn't really lost this season because they haven't really played the kinds of teams that would be able to beat them because that could be a little bit more dangerous of a matchup then you move on from that to uh UPenn which I mean presuming that UPenn beats Richmond which I believe they will and uh Penn is a really dangerous team right now they won the Ivy League tournament they honestly crushed both Brown and Yale heading into this one um They had some tough losses earlier in the season to Georgetown, to Princeton, to Yale, to Brown, but they've avenged a lot of those losses and they've definitely earned their spot as the three seed overall, but at the same time, I think when you look at this field as a whole, Maryland is the best team in the country, Georgetown is the second best team in the country, if Rutgers is going to avoid those teams early on, it's probably a good thing. And even looking past that, if Rutgers can get past Penn, it means that in the semifinals, they would not have to play against Maryland. That's one of the other big things about this draw for the Scarlet Knights, is that they do not have to face against Maryland until potentially the championship. Which, I mean, if Rutgers can get to the championship by itself, that is a huge deal. But even if they they do make it to the championship... I feel like they have a better chance to win it with a little bit more time in between those last matchups versus Maryland. Yeah, especially seeing how
1: the team kind of got manhandled by Maryland the other night.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's definitely true. And that's, I guess, what we can kind of pivot to here is the issues with this Rutgers team that they are going to have to, uh, I guess, iron out. And I think the most obvious one to me is the faceoff win percentage. Uh, they are 48th in the country in face-off win percentage, which is pretty mediocre to bad. Um, what's good is that Penn is not a whole lot better if they end up playing Penn. Uh cannot actually find the numbers on Harvard, which is wild. It's got to be in here somewhere. I'm going to find it. Just you wait. All right, I'll, I'll find the numbers eventually. But... Uh, um, where was I going with that? But uh, yeah, Rutgers is definitely uh was definitely exposed by the uh, faceoffs against Maryland, and that is definitely something they're gonna have to clean up. Oh, Harvard's even worse. They are one of the bottom teams in the country in faceoff percentage. Now, some of that is obviously level of competition. The Ivy League is very good. It's hard to win faceoffs in the Ivy League when you're playing against teams like. Fighting Georgetown's not in the Ivy League, but uh, teams like Yale, teams like uh, you yeah, know, I'm
0: like seeing 4.5 percent for Harvard yeah. on faceoffs mm-hmm. which and uh, which, expand, expanding on your point, Dennis, like I don't know, like this team like is the clear second best team in the Big Ten. I think that's pretty obvious mm-hmm. throughout this season. I mean, they didn't I, they didn't lose to anyone else outside Maryland in the Big Ten, right?
2: They did not the only other loss they have is to Princeton. Yeah, I think it was that's, only Princeton. I think that's a so, fair assessment. Mm-hmm.
0: You think if let's say we lost last we lost on Saturday night, but it was like seventeen to fifteen instead of what it was, which was a multiple like a double digit gold loss, right? Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember exactly what the final score was, but the point is what if it was a closer result? These past two games against Maryland where you could have reasonably said okay Rutgers is really close to Maryland who's clearly the best team in the country do you think you see them higher up maybe surpassing some of these teams in the Ivy League you're talking about Dennis?
2: Uh, Potentially but on some level it's like Rutgers lost to Maryland Rutgers lost to Princeton, Princeton lost to a couple of other teams in the Ivy League therefore Rutgers excuse me Rutgers is below Princeton Princeton is below Yale, Yale is below Penn and everyone is below Maryland and Georgetown and I don't think that's an unreasonable assessment. Uh, frankly, I mean, we'll get to women's lacrosse in just a moment, but that is a much more egregious case of under-seeding the Scarlet Knights um, to actual detriment at this point. Like One of the other things is that only the first round is held at home sites for the men's uh, lacrosse tournament. So realistically, Rutgers has all of the higher seed advantage than they could ever want. Like They are hosting the first round... And it is against a team that's not great. That is basically all that you can ask for if you are Rutgers in this case. Um, I mean, you're also avoiding the side of the bracket that has, like, Virginia. Like, if Rutgers got seeded against UVA immediately, that would be awful. That would be a horrible outcome.
1: That would not be
2: ideal. Two-time reigning champions, UVA, who are an unseeded team as well. The, The implied ninth seed, but even still, like, that's a weird case that sprung up last night but regardless um
0: i don't know i don't know what it is dennis like we're reading off all these teams that are in the women's and men's lacrosse tournaments mm-hmm. and like all these teams are like not not just the best lacrosse schools in the country but like also like the best schools in the country period like yeah, we're playing it's... harvard we're playing yale Georgetown, <laughs> maryland uva like the Ivy League in general, Rutgers is, Rutgers, I mean, for all of its faults, one of the best schools in the country. Like, this mm-hmm. is, I mean, I, I feel, I find that pretty funny actually. We're just rallying off yeah. all these schools and like they're not, you know, all, all schools, all schools have their own goods. But like when you look at a list, the Ivy League best schools in the country, you know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah. uh, I mean, it's one of the only sports where the Ivy League is is necessarily, yeah, like nationally competitive. And this year they're having an especially good year. It's coincided with an especially bad year for the ACC, where uh, because the ACC doesn't actually have six teams participating in lacrosse right now, their conference champion, Notre Dame, I think, um, did not get a bid to the tournament and was kept out entirely entirely. Uh, Duke, as well, was kept out entirely, the second-place team in well, that's, the Big Ten. Well, that's a big deal. Or, so not in the Big Ten, in the ACC. Um, uh, so
1: is UNC top the ACC this year?
2: UNC is also, I don't know how good they were even were this year. Uh, I didn't hear much consideration for them in the tournament, but uh, they are not in the tournament either. Uh, UNC is a bit down there in terms of RPI. I cannot find them, but... Oh, they're 17th in RPI yeah. so a little bit below any team that got an auto bid but not like out of the question mm-hmm. they're like two spots below Harvard um
0: so, Dennis if yes Rutgers make if Rutgers cross makes a run in the tournament it's gonna be because it's going to be because of what is it going to be because of their offense their defense I mean you said their face off percentage is something they needs to improve on what do you thinks their strong suit what do you think will really advance them in the tournament?
2: In terms of a strong suit, it's gotta be the offense, especially the speed of that offense. Like they can really score when they're not getting abs when when they are not either having an extremely slow, bad half like they did against Ohio State in the first half, or just playing against one of the best teams in the country like they did against Maryland. But frankly, a lot of it will be like winning those face-offs and getting those possessions, which if they are not able to win the face-offs, it's gotta then be on the defensive end to make sure that they are not allowing those easy goals and allowing those reset opportunities for the, uh, excuse me, for the, um, where am I going with this? For the face-offs, the face-off opportunities for the possessions. Um, and th- I think that'll be the big thing is whether Rutgers is able to consistently, uh, take that, um, And then turn it around the other way, get those transition goals. They definitely moved well in transition against Maryland, uh, even on a kind of slippery field. Um, Had some issues with just traction in general for both teams. But either way, I think that the team is going to rebound a little bit against, like, Harvard and Penn. I think that the team... While I don't necessarily think that they're underseeded, I think that they're better than their seed suggests, and that a lot of these Ivy League teams are worse than their seed suggests, and so I think that we could see Rutgers making it all the way to Hartford uh, on Memorial Day weekend.
1: But Dennis, one, you mentioned that one of the important things for the Rutgers team to uh, that they need to succeed is at face-offs, but... And I guess Ru- the, the but against, positive
2: I can say there is that Harvard and Penn are not good at face offs either.
1: But Rutgers doesn't seem that good either. I mean, against They're, against Maryland yeah. last week.
2: They got cooked. DeHenio they, got they cooked. They lost the face off battle
1: twenty one to seven. Yeah.
2: Everyone got cooked. They kept throwing in different people. They threw in six different or not six. Five different people to attempt face and all of them got cooked. Um it was awful. Even the seven to twenty one number is way better than it sounds because a lot of those were times that um And now I'm blanking on his name because I eject everyone's name from my brain after I (laughs) uh, call the game. Um, Individual stats. Let me see if I can find this. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at the team stats. Weirman. Luke Weirman.
2: There were times when he would obviously win the face-off like one-on-one and the ball would he, he would just bat it in a direction and it would be his teammates that didn't really find it or Rutgers either won the three-on-three or he batted it a little bit further than the line and so I mean technically Rutgers won the face-off but like and some of them were even just violations uh where he just lost on technicalities um but it was really atrocious. And they kept throwing in different people. DeHenio had a ton of time. Romanek got a couple chances. Ott got a couple chances. Stefan got a couple chances. Uh, Ethan Rawl had a couple shots, which I don't think he's had a... Uh, I, I don't think he did a face-off all season, which shows how like awful that was. Okay, mm. he had... He, he did attempt uh, three face-offs against Princeton, which was another loss. But... I mean, when you've got Ethan Rawl out there attempting your face-offs for you, who's, like, (laughs) a long stick midfielder. He is not, like, there to do face-offs. He's, like, fifth on your face-off rotation. And you've got him doing face-offs for you. You definitely have a problem. And that was the problem that Rutgers is running into, especially in that early second half where they just kept getting cooked over and over and over again. Um, But very quickly, we will switch gears here to uh, Rutgers women's lacrosse, who will be as I repeat now, playing on Friday at 2.30 Eastern at Stony Brook on Long Island. Uh, a bit of a disappointment there. Honestly, I mean, Ru- uh, Rutgers is ranked 7th in the RPI. Um, that's higher than Stony Brook. Um, uh,
1: one correction, they are playing at, the game is located at Stony Brook, but they are facing off against St. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah, they will be, uh, sorry, I, they, they're playing in St. Joe's, the trio of games, uh, Rutgers St. Joe's, Stony Brook, Stony Brook Drexel, and then the winners of each of those games will all be at Stony Brook next weekend. You are correct. Um, i to figure out who the other team was that got that seed. Uh, it Loyola? It was Loyola, Maryland. Um, the 10 team in the RPI got the sixth seed overall. Which is a large part of the reason why Rutgers was not seated um which I mean that's a pretty big disadvantage you are not playing at home anymore it's definitely travelable for Rutgers fans although at the same time you've got commencement that weekend you've got Rutgers men's lacrosse at Yursack that weekend um yeah, well
1: those are those games are 48 hours apart you know that's that's doable
2: uh well I, I mean if Rutgers wins their first round they get the second round which is only 5 hours apart from the uh
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes, you are, From you are correct there, correct, And that's Dennis. kind of
2: what I'm looking forward to here, because frankly, St. Joseph's isn't a bad team, but they're not up to Rutgers' level. I, I think that that game should be reasonably easy. St. Joseph's is like 29th in the RPI. Uh, it shouldn't be a huge issue. Looking forward, the main thing is Stony Brook, um, which this was the exact same situation Rutgers was in last year. Uh, they beat Drexel in the first round at Stony Brook, and in the second round got absolutely crushed by Stony Brook, but this is a very different Rutgers Scarlet Knights team. Uh, I think that this is a much better, more cohesive team. Uh, I think a lot of the younger players, and I mean, uh, we'll be talking to uh, Jessica Beneducci later uh, as one of those younger players that really has taken a big step up in uh, this now her third year, but a lot of players on this team have really stepped up and I think that this is going to be a very different. It's going to be a very different outcome from last time. It's not going to be a twenty to eight loss like last time against Stony Brook. But I do think that Rutgers is going to have to work for it. This is not an easy team to beat.
0: Yeah, Dennis, I hear you on that. Um, I think, I mean, obviously it was just a cross here, but I think the same tenants apply where you can't look over any team. It's a one game scenario. You have to, you know, be on your game every single time you go out there because you can turn to Kentucky when they play St. Peter's. I mean, every team, no matter where they are in the RPI, um, you, we could be better than them. We could, we should expect to beat them, but at the same time, we can't overlook them. And I think that applies to women's lacrosse. It applies to men's lacrosse as well as they go into the NCAA tournament. I think nothing really changes on that front. And, you know, Stony Brook will probably be a really – Good matchup, but we just need to focus on Friday against St. Joe's, beat them and then move on to the next game. You know, one step at a time.
2: Yeah, that's definitely true.
1: Yeah, that makes uh that's a good point there and uh really critical for Rutgers to uh have a strong outing, especially if, you know, this is a game that they should be winning. To uh to just take it one step at a time and hopefully Go so far.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And frankly, I don't think there are as high of expectations necessarily for the women's team, even though they are uh, definitely capable of making a big run like that. One of the other big things is that even if they get through Stony Brook, even after getting through St. Joe's, if they get through Stony Brook, then they face off against the number one team in the nation, North Carolina. Uh, and that would be a real difficult game, especially... On just four days rest, uh, that game would be... Where would that game be? I'm blanking on it now. I had the location in my head like a day ago, and I completely forgot it now.
1: Um, That matchup, that uh, semi-final matchup? Quarterfinal. Quarterfinal, excuse me.
2: Yeah. Either way. Um, looking
1: up to see where the... Uh... Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm,
2: re- I'm looking for that. Either way, UNC undefeated on the season would be very difficult to get through. I believe they're the only undefeated team in the nation. Sure are. Um,
1: uh, the quarterfinals are on team campuses.
2: Okay, so that would be at Chapel Hill, which is equally difficult having to travel to Chapel Hill on that yeah. short of notice and face uh, off against the best team in the country. Top to team their in their the country
1: on their home field—that's never mm-hmm. easy.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but either way, we will have to see. Welcome back to the WRSU crew. We're here, still in hour one, and we will spend a bit of time talking about the Rutgers Scarlet Knights baseball team, who uh, split the first two games of, or split the doubleheader yesterday against Maryland before dropping the rubber match today, 9-4 to earlier today. So unfortunately losing that, but still retaining control of the Big Ten regular season lead, at least until next weekend when Maryland will host Michigan with an opportunity to take it over with a sweep.
1: Yeah. And some very high scoring, excuse me, some very high scoring games yesterday at Baton Field. The, uh, the first game Maryland won by a score of 16-8. 16-8. Thank you. And the second game, Rutgers won by a score of 18-7. to Very dominant wins for each respective team. And uh, I don't really know a whole lot about the first game, Dennis. You were there. You can probably shed a little more light on it. But the second game, Rutgers kind of took over in the second or third inning of that game and just never looked back and quickly widened that lead and were able to protect it even as Maryland tried to mount a comeback late in the game.
2: Yeah, and frankly, with the even with the very different scores, uh, I would say that both of Rutgers' losses went basically the same way. Um, the Maryland starting pitching really got the job done. Uh, Ryan Ramsey on uh, Saturday picked up his ninth win of the season, has not registered a loss. Uh, Sorry, Sunday. I know which day of the week it is. Um, And Ryan
1: Ramsey, of course, did pitch a perfect game last week.
2: Pitched a perfect game last week. Uh, Wasn't perfect. Um, The only damage that Rutgers was able to do to him was a Chris Burrito homer. Uh, And then today as well, Chris Burrito was able to find a, a solo homer in the second inning. But other than that, Nick Dean was solid the entire game. And... Rutgers really just wasn't able to find their footing. It looked close for a bit there, uh, in the seventh inning when Rutgers was able to bring the game within two runs, but it ended up being the relief pitching for the Scarlet Knights, got exposed. And at this point, I do think it's fair to ask, is the Rutgers pitching solid enough to hold on, especially against good hitting teams in the big ten good hitting teams nationally?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, they only had five hits in the game this in the game this afternoon. They only hit Dean three times over six innings, and uh, you got to do better than that. Walked twice, struck out nine times over those six innings against Nick Dean, over, or those 21 at-bats. That's that's just not great.
2: And frankly, even despite losing two games to Maryland, uh, Rutgers' RPI jumped by like 10 spots this week. Wow. Um Which speaks to the quality of Maryland within the Big Ten, as well as how low Rutgers was in the RPI. They were 53 before, now they're 43. And that's in spite of their recent 16-game winning streak. Yeah, and that's largely just because Big Ten's not a great baseball conference in general, and is not very good this year in specific. Um,
1: Yeah, well, uh, we got the three-game set against Bowling Green this weekend coming up. Hopefully get some easy wins out of that.
2: Frankly, that should be a sweep. Um,
1: That'll Jack, uh, very random series. I'll say yeah, that
0: because we've been playing Big Ten teams for so long, and we just got like Bowling Green, and then we got Michigan to end the season.
2: Yeah, um, and I, I've spoken that. about this before. the The issue at large is that the Big Ten has thirteen teams in baseball because Wisconsin doesn't participate, um, which means that a Big Ten team cannot play against another Big Ten team every single weekend, as they would probably like to do. Um, which means that big Ten teams need uh, out of conference games, which means needs out of conference series even, which means that every single big Ten team has an out of conference series during Big Ten play. Uh Rutgers, theirs ended up being late in the season. I don't know why it's Bowling Green in particular, but it, there isn't really a specific team to get in there uh,
1: but that can that can be a good confidence booster for the Scarlet Knights. It definitely could.
2: I, I think that's what at least we've got to be hoping for right. for this team. If you, you
1: can uh, if you can close out the season or come close to the end of the season with a uh, a series sweep, that that can do wonders for uh, for your confidence. As as we mentioned, you've got a single game against St. Joseph's coming up. Followed by a three-game set against Michigan to close it out before the Big Ten tournament, and that Michigan series is probably going to be uh, pretty important right before the tournament. Yeah,
2: and, yeah, and that's going to be a pretty big one. Um, not uh, sorry, go ahead, Jack.
0: <laughs> no, nah, no problem. Uh, I, I just wanted to ask: Do you know why Wisconsin doesn't participate in Big Ten baseball? Because that this is I mean. This is kind of like us coming off like that Wisconsin game for men's basketball was late in the season. It was a huge game at the rack if you remember, and then going to play like going to play like UMass the next day or like the next game. You know what um, I mean? Like
1: So it's, I'm looking it's at kind of, it, kind of a weird arrangement. According to Bleacher Report, uh the baseball team at University they of Wisconsin like it. was scrubbed due to budget concerns in nineteen ninety one.
2: It was a while back, yeah.
1: Um, which helped save the department two million dollars. Um it was- they both got they they got they
0: got some really good basketball and football programs and that's yeah. putting it a little that's putting it that's putting it uh, mildly.
1: Yeah. So, so it's kind
0: I, of weird how they don't have enough money for the baseball team I enough. do
1: see a quote from oh, it's a ten year old quote at this point, but uh the Wisconsin A D said that baseball is not coming back anytime soon.
2: All right. Yeah. But regardless, um learn something new every day.
1: There yeah. you go. I didn't know that either.
2: Yeah, uh I, I figured it out over the course of this season as I've been watching the team so much and watching the standings and i am like some of these numbers do not add up and it's weird that there's like an odd number of teams and so I eventually figured out it was Wisconsin and Yeah. I looked into some of the history of it as well. It has been a while they haven't been um playing yeah. like, but regardless, um bowling excuse me, bowling green this weekend frankly, it should be a sweep. Bowling yeah. green's pretty bad. And a lot um, of these
1: uh these big these non-Big Ten wins for the Scarlet Knights have been by double digits. Mm-hmm.
2: And they have lost also some of these games, so they can't take it for granted that at all. That is true. Most but... recently they
1: lost to, uh, was it Princeton to lose the streak?
2: Uh, Seton Hall was more recent Ah, uh, Yes, that. you're
1: right. Seton Hall was more recent, and that was... A nine, point, a 9 9 nine-run loss. Not even week. then.
2: Uh, Bowling Green is about a uh, hundred RPI spots lower than wow. Seton Hall. Even they are 264th in the RPI. Which so this isn't would decision. be, this
0: would be a Lafayette type of type of loss if Absolutely. We, uh, we got swept. Oh yeah. If we got swept. <laughs> if we get like, swept. Catastrophic.
2: <laughs> if we even drop. Oh well, yeah. It's I'm trying like, to put it
0: on the level of a Lafayette loss. And yeah. That was. That was uh that was that was quite that was quite a loss back uh before Thanksgiving, so yes,
2: yeah I would I would say that would be similar. But then, closing out the season at Michigan, uh, we will not have coverage of those games. We don't cover the Big Ten road games, or we don't cover the baseball road games. We will uh, likely be covering the Big Ten tournament in Omaha, which I believe I'm not sure Fred Grease is hundred percent qualified for. I believe they have. I believe um, they have as well. Which is a big deal for the team. They have not qualified in a number of years. Um, They would have qualified last year if the season had played out. But regardless, um, this team definitely... uh, I'm looking for this team to make some noise. And right now, I would say they are in the field of 64 for the NCAA tournament. But one, I don't know if they can really do any damage there at this present moment. And two, even getting there is going to require a reasonably slim margin of error. Uh, I don't think you can... I, I think you can drop maybe a game to Michigan, but I don't think you can lose the series. Uh, and then once you're in the Big Ten tournament, you really don't want to disappoint. Because uh, another loss to a mediocre to bad Big Ten team will definitely signal like... Okay, why is this Rutgers team so highly considered? Because they have a bunch of wins against bad teams. Like they're still not even able to consistently beat those bad teams. Um,
0: so, Dennis, are you telling me that they might not make the tournament, or are we just talking about seating now? Because yes, we've beaten a lot of bad teams, but at the same time, we're still sitting first or second in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, we
1: are sitting first in the Big Ten at sixteen and five versus Maryland at thirteen and five. So we are three games ahead of Maryland in the Big Ten standings right now.
0: I'm still. I mean, I, yeah. I'm just. I'm look. I'm thinking. I guess. I guess. I'm just thinking about it in like NCAA basketball tournament terms, because the Big Ten's a power conference, and if you're top of that conference, then you would obviously get in. But I know that baseball's different, um, and the Big Ten is a little bit weaker in baseball, so. Are we looking at a scenario where, I guess, maybe the top two teams in the Big Ten make the NCAA tournament for baseball? Is that what you're trying to say,
2: Dennis? I think there's a scenario where only one team makes it. Um, I think the likely scenario is two teams make it, and there is also a chance that it's three with Iowa being the last team in. Um, Interesting. But I think those are the only realistic scenarios. I don't think that the Big Ten gets more than three seeds into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And frankly, for how good Rutgers has been playing, their spot is more uh, precarious than it necessarily looks at the moment. They are still right now in. And I don't think that there is a ton that they can do at this point to absolutely blow that up. Minus losing two games to bowling green minus losing to st joe's uh, on uh, may 17th minus losing two or three games to michigan minus getting blown out in the big 10 tournament by whoever um so essentially as long
1: as they kind of maintain the status quo they should be pretty safe in that tournament bid
2: yeah that that's basically it like as long as they play to the level that we know they can play at racking up a bunch of runs pitching fairly well fielding fairly well they'll make the ncaa tournament where they will end up i mean they could end up in like knoxville as the three seed and get absolutely blown up immediately um by i don't know whoever is the two seed or even if they end up against uh tennessee at some point um so but, what's the like
0: what's, what's like the creme de la creme like the top conference of SEC college baseball SEC yeah. that's what I that's what I was gonna, that's
2: what I thought it is but. easily the SEC yeah um they have a lot of and and frankly this is a very kind of middling year for the SEC not in necessarily the way that they're like medium in terms of quality but like it is about like. Uh, Tennessee is probably the number one team in the nation. I've seen a couple things rank uh, Oregon State above them now, but regardless, uh, Tennessee's probably the best team. Uh, Vanderbilt is pretty good, but has some serious flaws. Um, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, LSU, Arkansas, uh, maybe like Texas A&M, probably some others are reasonably likely to make the tournament out of the SEC. Um. But it's going to be interesting as a lot of the top-seeded teams are not necessarily going to be out of the SEC. Mm. Um, The top 16 teams are the ones who host their uh, regionals. um, Unless, like, something bizarre happens. And I don't know if they've forced any weird scheduling at this point. Like, last year, I believe that Duke had to forfeit their regional because they weren't on the approved regional list beforehand um but that was a covid uh restriction so i think that they've changed that now um, yeah i would
1: hope that all the code restrictions have been lifted at this point but who knows
2: but uh regardless it's uh it's largely going to be i think um about Ru- what rutgers is capable of doing when they get to the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. because I think they're reasonably likely to be in it but uh, it's going to be difficult for what they do when they get there uh, I also want to give a brief programming update our uh, interview with Jessica Beneducci will be at 7 o'clock um, uh-huh. but uh, moving back to Rutgers baseball um, I don't know I'm really interested to see what this team does because I think they're one of the more I mean I I follow baseball like even NCAA baseball a lot more closely than I do lacrosse. So I know a lot more about this team and where this team could potentially go uh than I do necessarily about the lacrosse teams. Um and right now this team is very in a very interesting spot where I think if they play up to a certain level they can make something happen at uh the regional level maybe like maybe make the super regionals. I'm not even going to predict winning in the super regionals to make it to the college world series. I'm just saying potentially making these super regionals. They are able to do that clutch hitting that's required. They're able to, uh, they, they have a fairly deep bullpen, which can definitely help, uh, when you are facing down potentially like five or six games in a weekend. Um, They have uh, strong fielding. They don't make a ton of mistakes, uh, which is really huge uh, in terms of not allowing really crazy rallies from the other teams. Uh, I, I think the big thing will just be the consistency of the pitching and how well they can play against much better teams, because it's very likely that any team that they play against in the NCAA tournament will easily be the best team that they play that entire season um that makes a lot of sense apart from maybe maryland and even then like if rutgers can win one game in the ncaa tournament like if they win their first game like as a two or three seed they then almost certainly play one of the top 16 teams in the nation and that is a difficult task
1: yeah um and i don't believe that rutgers has ever made it to the to the College World Series, or even to the Super Regional level.
2: I believe you're correct, although the Super Regionals have not always existed. They've called them different names, and they've done stuff like that. But I also I, I think you're right, and this team has not made the NCAA Tournament in a long time. Yeah, it which looks, is a big deal for them as well.
1: Yeah, it looks like their last major success was when they won the Big East in two thousand seven.
2: Yeah, and I believe that was the last time they made the NCAA Tournament. Yeah, um,
1: I remember that um, when I was making a promo,
0: they said. I remember 2007 was the year that stuck out when I was making the promo and talk um, like when I was trying to, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just when I was trying to make it. I remember 2007 was the year everyone was talking about. It. It's the last like good year for Rutgers baseball. Mm-hmm.
2: And I mean, yeah. Like, how so long it's been a that's... long time. Yeah. And I, I think the one thing we always have to keep in mind about this Rutgers baseball team, they are pretty young. Like apart from a handful of players on the team, uh, I think DiGiorgio is a senior. Uh, Brito might be a senior. But apart from a couple members on this team, they will be back next year, and this team is going to be point. just as is, dangerous yeah. next year as they are this year, if not scarier. As some of these players, Ryan Lasko, Josh kuroda Grower, uh, Tony Santa Maria, will have another year of development under their belt in order to like really try to rip some of these yeah. teams apart.
1: So they do have they have a couple of grad students on the roster. They've got. Uh... Garrett Callaghan is a grad student. Danny DiGiorgio is a grad student. As is. Nathan, I know Lasco's a sophomore. Nathan Florence. Yeah. And
2: actually, Brito's back. So uh, Florence will be a tough loss as a starting yeah. pitcher. DiGiorgio, obviously, is one of the most consistent players on the team. I mean, I'm constantly amazed at his uh, hitting yeah. discipline and just the ability he has at the
1: plate. Yeah. Kyle Muller, as well, is a grad student. Muller's a pretty decent uh, relief pitcher. Everyone else is uh, appears that they would be coming back next year. Yeah, and that's huge for the no. team. As like You are yeah.
2: retaining a huge amount of this team to come back next year, and this team's already really good. You get another yeah. year of development.
1: And Ryan Lasko, only a sophomore, so mm-hmm. he's got a couple years left to play.
2: Yeah, so I think next year is the year where you can really say, yeah, this is when this team should be peaking, and I think that they realistically could do it next year.
1: Yeah. And uh, also, you, you look at uh, the one freshman who they have starting, I believe, is uh, is Joshua Kuroda-Grauer. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he's starting as a freshman, I I think he can uh, keep developing, and that will bode well for the Scarlet Knights.
2: Yeah, Kuroda-Grauer has been a huge standout on this team in terms of the freshmen. um
1: Yeah. Um, Along
2: with uh, Joe Mazza, who's been a pretty good uh, relief pitcher as well. But uh, regardless, I mean, there is a lot of good youth on this team. And even a lot yeah. of the pitchers are younger. A lot
1: of freshmen, sophomores, and redshirt freshmen on this team. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Steve Owens is definitely still in the process of building something at Rutgers. And I think that next year, we can finally say that it is built.
1: I mean, it's only his second full season, you know, exactly. save for COVID and all that. It's... You know, he hasn't been here all that long, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to someone like Steve Peichel, the basketball program. He's been running it for six years now. He's had time to build his program. We got to give Steve Owens a little time. Mm.
2: Yeah, no, I I wouldn't say that Steve Owens is on the hot seat or anything. He's definitely orchestrated a huge turnaround for this program that has uh, correctly earned him a lot of uh, accolade. Absolutely. um, I think the big thing will be... How good can this team get? How good can a team from the Big Ten be? How good can a team from New Jersey be? How good can this team that we have right here with Chris Brito, Ryan Lasko, Josh um Samillo, uh, even a lot of the pitching, Cinebaldi, uh, Kolar, like how good will this team right here end up being? when all is said and done, and I'm hoping Super Regional level at the very least. If they can make the College World Series, that would be incredible, but I'm at least hoping that they can make it to the Super Regionals as one of the top 16 teams in the nation, and while it's within the po- the, the realm of possibility this year, I would look at next year as the year where it could really happen.
1: Mm. Okay, so give everyone a little bit more time to really mm-hmm. develop and, you know develop the guys like Santa Maria and uh, give Lasko another year to grow, Kurt grower mm-hmm. all these guys that have been playing well, but you know maybe they can even take another big mm-hmm. step.
2: And who knows? Like Maybe they're in the process of making that step right now and they'll win the Big Ten tournament and go on a crazy run in the NCAA tournament and they'll have a crazy run you never like, know. in their sleeves right now. I think that's very possible as well. This team has shown that they're capable of doing stuff like that. Um, but... I mean, at the end of the day, well, they'll have to prove it to us. Uh, and the Maryland game, I yeah. think, was a good gut check. Or the Maryland series, I guess, as a whole, was a good gut check. It proves that they weren't, like, tremendously outclassed by this team. They did win that one game by a ton of runs. They put up yes. a pretty decent run total in all three of their games. But yeah, that is- I'm, at the I'm end like, of the day, yes. I'm like in
0: awe of, like, the runs that these put up especially they had a doubleheader on Sunday that must have been like really ready to get out and play after two
1: mm, really yeah. bad days here in New Jersey rain wise yeah they put I up mean, 20... they
0: 49 combined runs
1: yeah both teams mm. Rutgers put up 26 Rutgers put up 26 runs yesterday and another four today which is is respectable for a game of baseball
2: absolutely true